good luck with the world. Hey guys, this is Joy. And this is Claire. And this is Joy and Claire. This episode is sponsored by Ned, the CBD products that we love. And we want you to support the podcast by supporting Ned. You can go to helloned.com, use the discount code GGW for those new listeners. That's an homage to our past podcast code, super secret. That's helloned.com, discount code GGW. We love these products. If you're interested in the CBD world and you don't want to buy some like random crap on Amazon, please don't because we're trying to do a New Year's resolution around that, by the way. You can research where they source their products. And I personally, when you're buying something like this, you want to know that it's coming from a good company. Claire and I only work with the best and Ned certainly fits that bill. So they have wonderful products for CBD. Um, They have a new hormone line that's really wonderful for the female system. You can check it out at helloned.com. Discount code is GGW. Every time we have to say it, get the chapsticks, guys. Chapsticks Chapsticks are great are literally the best. Mm-hmm. They would be a perfect little like Valentine's Day gift for Ooh, a Valentine's buddy. Valentine's Day is coming up. You should definitely ask your partner for the hormone line for Valentine's Day. Yeah. Give them a little hint. And you know what? That's an actually, that's so generous of you. Sometimes Scott and I always joke that we say, I'm so thankful that I'm so thoughtful. <laughs> That's our joke to each other to be like, I'm so thankful for you. And he's like, I'm so thankful. I'm so thoughtful that you can also give them the discount code and be like, hey, here's a gift. But you could also use a promo code. Get a little be like just it's a present you know, for a you thought. and a present for me. Yeah. Be like, hey, um, did you listen to the first five minutes of the Joy and Claire podcast this week? Oh, no reason. <laughs> just wondering. Just wondering. So thank you guys in advance for supporting the podcast by supporting our great sponsors. Uh, We had a lot of responses from last week's episode. We'll get to that in just a second. But I also just want to say thank you again to everyone who's who's submitting voice memos and knows how much we love them. And we do listen to every single one. We read every single email. So if you don't hear your voice memo on the show, we promise it's not personal. We listen to every single one. The other thing is some of them don't sound great. Like the, just make sure when you're recording that you are recording in a small, quiet space in your car is wonderful and listen back to make sure it's a very clear sound. There's not a lot of background noise, background noise. So guys, you guys, thank you so much for the support. There was something else, Claire, that I was going to ask you and it's totally, uh, oh, the, everyone's asking about our new intro song, intro and outro song. Oh yeah. Everyone loves it. (laughs) Everyone loves it. We love it. We just want you to know this is not a song that you can just freely download. We did have to buy this song off of a, it's a royalty free website. You're welcome to Royalty free, not free free. So like you buy it once and then you don't have have to pay to keep using it. Exactly. So it's royalty free. You do have to pay for the song, um, but the song I will put it up again in stories. It's called Like We Do It by... We can link it in the show notes. Thank you. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to forget the name, but it is a great song. It's quite catchy and everyone's like dancing to it and we hope it puts you in a good mood. And that's, that is the goal of the podcast is to just put you in a good mood. And if you're the type of person who tunes out towards the end credits of the podcast, you shouldn't. the whole song is at the end. I put like the whole song there for you because I know the beginning, we want it to be really quick because you're waiting to hear our voices. And then at the end, I'm like, let's give them a treat. I'm going to put the whole song. Give the people what they want. They really do. A lot of people so dancing, good. dance parties. <sighs> okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to just, just lightly touch this topic because I do have something to say. And Claire and I, right before we hit record, we're like, please, let's not talk about diet and exercise anymore because we're so over it. And we do want to kind of expand our conversation, which we are, but I really want to bring something up really quick. 
is a lot of people, I shouldn't say a lot, we got a handful of responses after last week's episode bringing up Jillian Michaels, and they're like, stop giving her a platform. And here's what I want to say about that. I'm not giving her a platform, but she ha- she is voicing an opinion of a lot of people. So what I want to give voice to is that this opinion still exists. And if you have no mm-hmm. idea what we're talking about, go back to last week's episode and listen to it of what we discussed. And I just wanted to bring that up because I don't want, you know, with, when there's a problem, I get it that it, maybe she's seeking attention. Maybe she is trying to get back and be relevant again. That's just not my concern. My concern is that she said something that I think speaks to a lot of people's opinions that I don't agree with. And I think it's a problem. And I think we want to shed light on that. So I just wanted to say yeah. that because it's it bothers me when people say, stop giving this attention, stop giving her a platform. I'm like, first of all... <laughs> We're not like CNN. Like we're not. Right. <laughs> we're a podcast. And I know I get it. I get that you're sick of hearing about it. Or maybe you just don't like her. But just because we don't like something or like a person doesn't mean we, that we, if we don't pay attention to it, it's going to go away. I think we have to shed light on stuff that's kind of controversial and or annoying to then just be like, look, we, we've got to acknowledge this and then we can do something about it. That's just my two cents. Totally. Okay. <sighs> I agree. Okay, great. Great. So I'm glad, what, I'm glad we agree. Glad we can agree on that. Everyone just agree with us all the time because we are, I'm just kidding. I can't even finish that sentence. Seriously. <laughs> um, I do want to bring up some um, good, two things. I want to talk about the Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston photo because everyone's Please losing. tell me what's going oh, on. Oh my gosh. Because okay. I've, it's like blowing up on Instagram and okay. I have no context okay. for okay. this. Okay. So okay. I want okay. to talk okay. about, I'm <laughs> just so excited. But I also want you to talk about Schitt's Creek because I know you gave it a try. So uh, I don't want to forget about that. It, should we just talk about that real quick? Because that'll take five seconds. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Because I only could watch like five minutes of Which it. Which I was like, oh, come on, Claire. But go I ahead. tried. Talk about okay, what so made we you uncomfortable. In, it's just the whole thing. I only, I got to, they're in the town and they're in, like, they've checked into the hotel and they go to the diner. That's as far as I got in the first episode. Oh my God. Give, give the listeners, especially if they're new, like why you don't like. Okay, guys. Like, I can't what makes handle. makes you uncomfortable about shows? Pretty much I can't any emotions. <laughs> I can't handle emotions on TV. I can't handle any awkwardness whatsoever. I cannot handle dramatic tension. I, I just can't handle it. And any amount of it. <laughs> If I don't know what's going to happen, I'll just fast forward. And I was <laughs> so like, you just literally fast forward through everything, <laughs> everything. And that's why I only watch cooking shows. There's sure. no tension. Yeah. And, you know, I don't I'm not sorry about it. I'm not going to try to apologize, not apologize. But, you know, it's like I don't feel bad about it. I don't really feel like I'm missing out on that much. I have a low tolerance for situational anxiety, which is, you know, what a lot of people think is funny. And yeah, so I got like five. Joy has been going on and on for months about Shit's Creek and it's how amazing show. it is. And it's yeah. the best show on, tele- on I mean, television, Netflix, whatever. Yeah, it is. And I was like, all right, television. I was we were in Madison this past weekend visiting Brandon's family and everyone else had gone to bed and I was waiting for Brandon to get back from the um bachelorette party wedding thing that he was at and I was like I'm just gonna try it and within five minutes I was like I I knew this was a stretch and it is not it didn't work I have tried to turn it off and I watched a rerun and I can't take it back right I I think it'd be so funny not funny because I don't want to make you uncomfortable but like in a in a dream world I think it would be hilarious to sit you down in a room and be like we can't leave and turn on curb your enthusiasm Uh. I just would, it would be like, it's just so unenjoyable Curve your enthusiasm for me. is so uncomfortable. I would, I would just, yeah, but it's, it's comedy. But I, so my first reaction was like, okay, it's a bummer because it really is a great show. But of course you're like, it's kind of like the thing that I was saying where I can't watch things that make me cry or I avoid them if I know that there's something in there that's going to make her cry. Okay. So you tried. 
you tried and it's fine. I tried. And I Maybe know I'll try a- again one day sure. when I like have more to, I don't know. Maybe you but should it's also just, just jump- sort of like, oh, well. You should just jump to some episodes where it's just about David because he's the best character. Well, they all are. Oh, my God. Or Moira. I can't pick. Okay. I do love Moira. Uh, I love that actress. Well, you, gotta get, you should just jump into some episodes where she's trying to do this accent. Like eventually she just takes on this persona. Her accent doesn't is not an accent, but it's like a Moira accent. So she just her character just becomes more no, that sounds terrible. hilarious. Uh, I, you're already Why? like, like ah, it sounds it's so like cringy. Madonna. No, it's like Madonna. Like, you know how Madonna like took on all these accents and no one can understand where they're from. <laughs> it's kind of like her because she's so ridiculous. She's a soap star, everybody. She's so famous. Okay, but I'm sure you're not the only one out there that like can't watch. No, a lot of shows. people are like, it's me. I'm like that too. I'm yeah. so you're not alone. You're not alone. If you're, you're if you sit alone. down in front of the TV and you're like, literally all I can handle is Queer Eye and Great British Baking Show and Chef's Table. Those yeah. are like the three things Chef's that table. I'm always. I wonder if you would like Little America. Oh, you were telling me about that. I also, I mean, okay, so I have, I do watch other things. I like Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I think the reason I like it is because I know. You know Andy Samberg? I know, like, I I don't know. I feel You're like. You're friends with Andy Samberg. Yes, it's because, no, guys, to be clear, I am not friends with Andy Samberg. <laughs> if I was, I would not be on this podcast right now. I would be, like, in his pool. I don't even like pools, and I would be in there. Um, No, I think it's because it's, like, so short and kind of formulaic that it's so predictable that it doesn't give me anxiety because I kind of know what's going to happen. And so there is a middle ground of comedy where if it's, like, predictable enough, then it doesn't really bother me because it's, like – but – um, and I I watched the All the Modern Loves. I really liked those. Um, you know. I haven't watched you Modern watch, Love yet. Do you know what it's about? Yeah, I do. It was a based off a podcast. And a column. First mm-hmm. it was a New York Times column. Mm-hmm. It's really good. You should watch okay. it. Okay. Is it heartwarming? Yes. Okay. That is a hundred percent the word I would use to describe okay. it. Okay. So Little America is pure heartwarm. It is so heartwarming. So it's based off of true stories. And so they have eight episodes. I think it's eight to 10 episodes. And it was the same, I want to say it was the same producers and directors who did Master of None, but just lovely stories of how people from 10 different cultures and families are making it in America and their experiences in America. It is lovely. It is so lovely because the stories are heartwarming. At the end, they actually show the pictures of the people that the episode was based off of. And you're just like, oh, oh, you just want to cry. You want to give them a hug. It's such a great show. So that's something that I think you would you would enjoy. There's like no awkwardness. It's just like pure love for these people. Great stories. All right. Okay. I'll work on that too. Okay. So Brad and Jennifer. <laughs> so at the SAG Awards, which I did not watch, by the way, I just all of a sudden saw this photo. And normally I'm watching, I'm just... Ah, I don't know why. It's Monday and I'm just all over the place today. But I typically watch award shows and I typically love award shows because it's always about LA and it has photos of LA and shots of Los Angeles. And I want to be in Los Angeles forever. Like if I die, ooh, here's one more thing I heard. If I, this, another podcast I heard, this woman was like, if, if I, I die, ooh. Oh. <laughs> ooh, can't wait to talk about what's going to happen when I die. Okay, switching gears. When I die, it's very exciting. I want, and this will go on record. So if I die, everyone listening will know what my rights are, like what what I want, my you know last will, whatever you call it. But I want to be cremated, and I want my ashes to be mixed with glitter, <laughs> and I want it to be spread somewhere that needs glitter in my body. <laughs> I'm super not surprised by that at all. I'm surprised you don't want to be like turned into glitter eyeliner and worn on the red carpet. That would be so weird, but I'm sure my like loved ones would really appreciate that. So 
What I does love that watching... do with LA, by the way? I thought you were going to say you want to be sprinkled in LA. You know, I I don't know. It just was t- given... connected in it your was, mind well, somewhere. Well, here's what it was connected to. It was connected to a podcast I had listened to about... I, actually, to be honest, I don't know how... I, oh, if I die, I want to be like buried in LA. And then it came to a podcast I listened to where they talked about mixing ashes with glitter. Okay, sorry. Um, so I... Wa- if I die, I do want to be buried in LA. My grandmother and my grandfather are buried in the cemetery close to LA where like all these famous people are buried. But beside the point, I love Los Angeles, everybody. (laughs) And the SAG Awards was last night. I did not watch it, but I saw this photo floating around and I was like, oh my gosh. So then of course I get online and essentially Brad Pitt won for, oh my gosh, the movie Hollywood, blah, blah, blah. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? No? I don't know. Whatever. You guys know what I'm talking about. And Jennifer Aniston won for her character on The Morning Show, which is a great show. And so they I, apparently were doing like a little hello in the back after they both won their awards. And someone snapped a photo of them talking and the internet went bonanzas. Like just crazy because Brad and Jen, like they broke up and now he's not with anyone and she's not with anyone. And like, it could happen. It was the same thing with like Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga and everyone just wanted them to be together because it was like the story. And everyone was like, they're basically having sex they're basically on stage having as it sex is. On stage, yeah. Like, I feel awkward watching this, even though it's a little like I need to shut the door and leave. Them yeah. Alone. Like I wouldn't want to watch this with my mom. <laughs> But I didn't get that because I know they're both they're both performers. But like, anyway, so Brad and Jen had this encounter backstage, and they both looked so happy to see each other, and they both had like these genuine "I like you" smiles on their faces. And then there was this second photo where it looks like Jen is like going into the other room, and Brad has her hand or her wrist, like he's grabbing her, almost like pulling her back to be like, "No, stay here." But that picture could be a million different scenarios. But of course, the internet loves to make up stories and always tells the truth. So, <laughs> okay. Can't well, thank to, you at least for telling me what's going again. on. Because I saw that on Instagram, and everyone was like, "I am not okay," and I was like, "What? What's going on here?" Right? Because I don't. Know it's because about no one's gossip. seen photos of them together since right. they got divorced, and then the whole the Brangelina, 90s. and then. You know, I think uh, all of us are always like rooting for them because they were just like the perfect couple, which doesn't exist. That's just totally fabricated. But I think we we always want that, right? Like we want Mm -hmm. that fairy tale story to really exist in real life. We know Mm -hmm. it doesn't, but we still want it. And I think that's why the internet is breaking because they're going to get married and have kids again. (laughs) (laughs) It's so funny, though. So that's the story with Brad and Jen. I did see the Joker as well, since we're on the movie and shows kick. Mm. Did you? I'm sure you did not see that or plan to see Absolutely it. Absolutely not. No. Yeah. Uh-uh. <laughs> Can you handle? But thank you for asking me. I as know. If you I didn't like, already know. I don't want to ever assume. It's like when you know somebody's not available, but you still invite them to the party. That was that of questions. Absolutely not. Uh, no. Uh. Uh-uh. I love. It's Joaquin Phoenix, right? Correct. I like him a lot. But yeah, I'm not really in a phase of my life right now where I see movies outside of the home. Right. Unless you guys Elsa and Anna are in them. Right. Exactly. <laughs> unless Brandon like has to see this movie, you happen to have a date night and you both go yeah. to see the movie. And yeah. even then, he just goes by himself typically. So. Does he? <laughs> and I, I say that like he does that a lot. I don't think he's done that ever. But 
yeah. Oh, anyway, Scott the, will go to movies all the time by himself when he knows that I. Don't yeah, I know. See Brandon something. and Scott have gone they sure together have. to yeah, movies when either of us Star wanted to go. A Star Wars movie. Go see a Star Wars. <laughs> Just go see a Star Wars. Uh, so I. Here's the funny thing: is Scott saw the Joker when it came out in the theaters. He's super into the DC comics and saw it and he came home. He's so funny with comics because he truly loves the artists. He loves the writing. He reads the actual comics. So he's got the whole geeking out about it. So he comes home and he did this with the Avengers and he comes home and he's like, his heart is like broken because it didn't like meet his expectations. And I'm like, how did you, how'd you like the Joker? And he was like, uh, I just, I've got mixed feelings about it. And I'm like, okay. So he kept, you know, months go by, it's out of the theaters and he keeps asking me, it's on Apple. Do you want to watch the Joker? I said, I thought you, you've already seen it first of all. And I thought you didn't like it. He's like, I really want your take on it. And so of course, because he's so conflicted about his feelings with this movie. So anyway, so I watched it. And the other thing is I listened to an NPR interview with Terry Gross and the director of the movie. So I kind of had a good vibe of like where the director was coming from and Joaquin's story. And this is the sad thing. Like this is where the side of the ugly side of Hollywood that I'm just like, oh my gosh, this really happens is Joaquin Phoenix had to lose 50, five zero pounds for this role because the Joker really is really, really scarily thin. He's not well. And the director said, you know, I gave... I, he knew that there was going to be a lot of scenes where he had to look extremely thin. And Joaquin put it off, put it off, put it off. Three months before shooting is when he started to lose weight. Three months, he lost five, zero, 50 pounds. Wow. And the director was like, I was really... Because Terry, Terry asked about this, and I encourage everyone to listen to that episode. I don't want to restate everything. But Terry, Terry basically asked, what... Did, does it take for an actor to get he's she's like he was scarily thin and it really is like uncomfortable to see him that thin and the director said well it's in, interesting you ask because i actually we talked about the joker actually being the opposite and just having a lot of having having him carry more weight and we decided to go the opposite that he really needed to kind of look almost you know withering like ema- away exactly you know, with the sign of just not caring about life and just, you know, not engaging in life and not feeding himself. And so he said, you know, he knew this for a long time and he just put it off, put it off because he knew how hard it was going to be. So instead of doing it gradually, he just, and I'm thinking in my head, I I, I couldn't help but kind of like, I don't want to go down this rabbit hole, but I did have this thought where I'm like, man, males versus females and like how they handle that and how it's kind of even portrayed. Like if a female did that for a role, like what would the response be versus a male? It's just, it was so interesting. But that also emotionally, I'm like, my heart kind of goes out to Joaquin thinking like, what does that do to your health? Like, what does that do to your health? And I know they work with trainers and dietitians, but still like that is so bad for your body. And you're doing it for a job and a role that pays you a lot of money. Like, where is the line that we draw? That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Ugh, can you imagine? Ugh, nope. Uh-uh. I remember reading something about who – there was another movie that came – this was years and years ago, a movie that came out where similarly – oh, it was um, Train Spotting. Okay. Right? Do I don't think, I don't remember it and I don't think I saw it. It was a bunch of heroin addicts and basically everyone and a lot of the men in that movie also were like – had to look emaciated because they were heroin addicts. And right, train spotting. I'm Googling this now because I'm like, am I there? Is this the wrong movie? They were, t- I was like, I basically s- smoked cigarettes and ate applesauce for three months. 
And like, that's how I got to that body type. It's like, oh boy. Anyway, it's crazy. I just, I know that there's a lot of extremes in roles, but I also know that I've heard of actors and actresses kind of saying like, I'm not going to do that. And you're going to have to just kind of CGI that or get a body double or what have you. But it's just, anyway, that's just a whole nother culture that I will never know. Oh, I will say, sorry, were you going to say that? <laughs> I will say, I told Scott my review, very short synopsis is, Scott thinks that the Joker is very, he's like, I didn't like it. I don't, first of all, he's like, it didn't at all follow the story. Scott does not like the director because he did like some movies. Scott just does not like the director. He's for whatever reason, he's got a bone to pick with this director. So he's like, he doesn't know the story that he doesn't follow anything at all with the comics. He like rewrote the story. Like, how can you rewrite the story? Oh, he's mad because it's not accurate. It doesn't follow at all the story. Like it doesn't follow the basis of what happened with the Joker and the lead up of how the Joker became the Joker. So this guy essentially just like blew out all of DC comic stories and rewrote his own story about the Joker that really bothers Scott he's like you can't do that and then Scott was like I do not like how they portray mental health and I'm looking at it because I'm like well as a therapist I'm not seeing where he's coming from here but Scott Scott's also really bothered by the Aurora shooting obviously no one can disargue no one can argue with that no one can disagree with that but he's like why would a director choose to make a movie about someone who's not well and unnecessarily put violence, violent scenes, because there's really violent scenes. Yeah, that was the he's whole like, thing when like, that movie came out. Yeah, he's like, why would you m- make a film with all of this violence of a character who's mentally ill when someone who's who was not well and had mental health issues went into a theater and shot a lot of people? Like, that's, I don't mean to right. get dark, but like, that's kind of where he came from. And well, and when that movie came out, that was a lot of people. They were like, for this sure. movie, like, took it too for far. For sure, for sure. Like, you know, this I isn't something... Right. They're like, yes, you know, there are allegories to this in real life. And it kind of was either side. People were kind of were divided. It was either like, yeah, and therefore this is an important story to tell. And we can't shy away from the reality of mental health and violence. And other people were like, I had I known that it was going to be that intense in that way, I wouldn't have seen it. It was to hit too close to home. It was too real, you know, like, and that's that was that's why I think I was hesitant to see it. Because of that reason, obviously. And I just, yeah. But my perspective is, I don't, I didn't see it that way. I think where I saw it was from the, the true, I'm, I'm detached from the comic story. So I just saw it as pure entertainment story. I thought it was done well. I thought it was directed great. I thought the, I thought Joaquin was a brilliant actor. So I'm kind of looking at it from that lens. And then from the mental health piece, I'm like, I don't feel like they're encouraged, like justifying that someone has a mental health, mental health issue you know, can be violent or, or A plus B equals C. I'm like, I don't see that. So, but anyway, bottom line, if Joaquin does not win the Oscar for his performance, nothing matters anymore. <laughs> he was so good. Okay. Moving on from our movie corner. Okay. Um, this is completely random, yeah. but I did want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So I was talking to my mom the other day and she was like, Claire, Claire, I think you should go on the podcast and explain why sourdough bread so can I take a tangent? Take a tangent. And completely take us Let's down Talk the, about down some the bread next. because bread is great and bread, bread is, great. is beautiful. Bread is great. So as a lot of you know, I have been getting into bread baking. And yes, I know there's a meme out there that's like, if anyone you know is suddenly getting really into baking bread, they are having issues um, or they're deeply depressed, I think is what it says. I'm fine. A lot of people have sent me that meme over Wait, the last couple oh, of months. Oh, it's a meme? Oh, like it's that a you're meme. all of a sudden baking yeah, bread? Yeah, like 
Um, like, Will Lanier sent it to me. <laughs> oh, got it. He's like, should I be concerned about you? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I'm fine. And I just love bread. So I've been making sourdough bread. And a lot of I realized, because my mom pointed it out, that a lot of people don't know the difference between sourdough bread and any other type of bread. So the very, very short version is that when you make sourdough bread, you use live yeast, like real yeast, wild yeast not the stuff from the packet. So I have this little jar sitting on my counter that is like a baby that I, well, maybe not like a baby, maybe more like a cat that I have. like a kombucha scoby. It's exactly like a kombucha scoby. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's a living thing. It's in a jar. I feed it twice a day. I take care of it. I keep it at a certain temperature. I make sure it doesn't get dry on the top, which is pretty hard to do in our climate. And that's where the yeast lives. And yeast is naturally occurring in our air, so anyone can do this wherever you live. You just put, look it up. It's a little bit more complicated than this, but you basically just put flour and water in a jar and you feed it every morning and every night. That keeps the, like continuing to add flour, allows the yeast to thrive, but it doesn't allow other bacteria to grow. So it's the, you know the benefit of this. Huh? Do you know, um, remember the river in Ghostbusters? Please tell yes. me you saw Ghostbusters. Oh, yeah. Okay. Of course I saw so Ghostbusters. So when the river underneath of hate starts bubbling up and it starts bubbling through the fil- the, yes. the grates this, and, the, and yeah. whatever, the sewers, that's what I imagined is it just keeps growing. And, yes. But it's not hate. It's, it's full love. Of, it's full of ghosts. So the reason that this bread, the reason that using wild yeast is sort of having a renaissance is because the process of making a, a loaf of bread takes about a day or more. And there is a lot of... I don't know if studies or just like anecdotes, there's just a lot of buzz out there about the fact that the process of truly fermenting your bread or use, you know, it's basically a fermentation process that it goes through to do the rise and everything like that, that letting it go slowly and do the whole thing with real live yeast makes it easier to digest. And it also means that you don't need as many ingredients. Like literally all my bread has in it is flour, water, and salt. And so some people, not celiac disease, obviously, but some people who are intolerant to gluten I don't or do wheat. gluten. I don't do gluten. <laughs> but like, if I eat just like a piece of white bread, I feel like crap. I get a headache. Like, But when I eat the sourdough that I make, it doesn't affect me as much. And a lot of people also feel that way. So that's my And you can follow our stories and Instagram for when Claire makes bread because it's really yeah, pretty. Yeah, every once in a while, throw it out there. It's really pretty. I'm enjoying it. It just looks pretty. I love it looking is. at baked goods. It's just like a big Who doesn't pile love of crusty bread. at baked goods? Who doesn't love a big piece of crusty bread? Okay. And if you're really interested in this, then you can go there. What was the name of that Michael Pollan series um, that oh, came yeah. out on Michael Netflix? Oh, yeah. Michael Pollan did a, uh, it was something like about food. Something. Cooked. Cooked. It was called Cooked. <laughs> and it of had. Course it's about food. It's about Michael food. Pollan. Yeah. It's about some food. Um, and, and it had four different episodes, Fire, Water, Air, and Earth. And I'm pretty sure it was the air one that was all about yeast and all about bread. And it was super, super interesting. And that's actually what, that was what initially got me interested in sourdough. Because I had never heard before of like the different types of bread. Like that there was a difference between sourdough and other types of bread. Mm-hmm. So there you have it. It's, yeah, go check it out. It's on Netflix. Very cool. Oh, I have an update. Speaking from from bread to Peloton, I promised that I would give an update to everyone who wants to know about the Peloton treadmill. And I was like, I'm going to wait, I'm going to wait, I'm going to wait, I'm going to give it a few weeks before I actually give a review. I already have a review. I love it. It's great. I'm kind of getting in the space where I don't want to go to the gym anymore. <laughs> like, I don't want to 
go to the gym. I just like to wake up and like get on my treadmill and it's not it's not like this monotonous thing. It's so fun. They have a leaderboard, which is going to just do me in because I see everyone else's scores. And then, of course, the competitive side of me is like, I'm going to beat this person. Uh, but I am keeping that in check. I'm just having fun with it. But the, the classes are great. So if you're on the fence about getting one or you're, you know, just kind of looking into getting a treadmill or a bike or whatever kind of at-home fitness equipment, if you want to go that route, I am loving it. It's just been so fun. The classes that they do are live, or you can do the pre-record. I mean, there's just so many options. So that's my review. And you can follow me at Joy Z is my little name on Peloton. Okay. So that's all I'm going to say because I love it. Five stars. Okay. I have one other thing to update you on. Well, it's just more of a funny story. Um, how long have you been in therapy? Like, like off and on throughout, like since your 20s? Since I was like eight or nine. Oh, okay. When, so like whenever my parents got, my parents got divorced when I was nine. They put okay. me in therapy. Okay. So my therapist, this is one of the therapists that I saw in my 20s. And I have a point to why I asked you, by the way. My therapist texted me today and she doesn't text. She doesn't call. I don't, I haven't seen her for a couple of years, this specific therapist, uh, because this was way back when I was in my 20s and she was under different insurance, yada, yada. So she texted me today and she's like, Joy, I just wanted to let you know, or actually she left me a voicemail. She said, I'm retiring. And I had this moment where I was like, oh my gosh, I, I have so many things that I want to tell you. <laughs> so I texted her like a brief text because I, I don't want to go, I don't want to push boundaries. You don't really want to, you know, start texting with your ex-therapist. But I was just like, I was just like, I just want you to know that you helped me so much for the better. And I had this moment where I just wanted to, I know she would never accept this, but I wanted to apologize to her for all of the stupid shit I had to talk about in my 20s. Do you ever have this feeling where you look back and I'm like, why was that a big deal? I mean, I know it's a big deal back then, but I'm like, I look back and I'm like, I'm so embarrassed that I like sat in front of this woman and she so graciously helped me. And let me just say, as a therapist, you never feel that way with your patients. Like you never feel that way. Like whatever they bring to you is totally valid. But right. just you're as never a, sitting there thinking like that guy never, was an idiot. Move on. Never. I mean, <laughs> there's sometimes when people just will talk about the same thing for ten sessions, and then you have to be like, look. Anyway, but but I just had this moment where I wanted to be like, I am so sorry for the stupid shit that I brought to you. That like now looking back, I'm like, why did I? Look, it's fine. I'm here, and I had to go through that. But there's moments where I was like, oh I'm yeah, so embarrassed. I remember the therapist I was seeing when my high school boyfriend moved away and I was like inconsolable for weeks. And like looking back, it's like, come on, Claire. Uh, but anyway, you so know, that was like, you can't control what yeah, goes on in your I life. No, but I, I was just like, oh my gosh, like, I, I want to apologize to you because you're, you're such a great therapist and you had to counsel my 20 year old drama. Okay. I have, okay, first of all, how are your, how's your Amazon resolution going? Oh yeah, it's going really well. Um, I did buy some groceries at Whole Foods today. That was, I had a like a little, it was just a small, a small buy well, I were, needed to get. You were traveling this weekend too. Yeah, so. so we were traveling this weekend and long story short, today I was working out at CrossFit and which is literally across the street from Whole Foods and I just needed to grab a couple of things and I was like, you know what, the time and energy that it would take for me to you know, it's, it's across the street. It's like one bag of things. It's a great and Whole Foods too. I love that it's one. A, the Boulder one. I know it's so, <laughs> it's so big. That used to be a Best Buy. Oh, really? Hmm. Yeah. Fun fact. Um, fun Boulder heritage notes. <laughs> <laughs> used to be a Best Buy. The history um, of Boulder is told yes. by Claire. <laughs> uh, 
And the Barnes and Noble used to be a movie theater. Huh. Yeah. Anyway. So, but other than that, I haven't bought anything on Amazon and I just had my first thing where it was like, oh man, I really wish I could just get this on Amazon, which was that we left a couple of baby bottles in Wisconsin on accident or just one, but we're getting kind of low because over the, we only bought six to start with. Mm. And over the last year, you know, you lose things and they go missing and the dishwasher eats parts for some reason. And we get the Dr. Brown's bottles. Yeah. We get the Dr. Brown's bottles that have these little like green they're two piece little like they look like straws with a lid on them basically uh-huh. and it's supposed to help the airflow the point of the story is that we get the glass bottles if any of you are out there who have children and you didn't know dr browns does make glass bottles so we bought those last year thinking like this will you know i don't have to worry as much about heating this up in a plastic bottle or putting you know warm liquids into a plastic bottle whatever but most places don't sell the glass ones most places only sell the plastic ones so this is the first time that I was like, oh, I wish I could just order this on Amazon because I'm going to have to go Searching. all around town right. trying to find the glass ones. I think that's reasonable. That's I didn't. Reasonable. I didn't oh, do it. Didn't. I found it. Wow. I found them at Bed Bath & Beyond. Hey, that's I know. dedication. That was my first. And, I was, and then I kind of had this conversation with myself where I was like, is it really that much better to be shopping at Bed Bath & Beyond? You know, I'm not like buying this from like the corner mom and pop shop. But I was like, you know what? You got to draw the line somewhere. Yeah. I've decided to draw the line at Amazon. I can't just like stop purchasing. You know, I can't just only move forward with handmade items for the rest of my life. Like right. there's no such thing as like locally made, like artisan blown baby <laughs> bottles. <laughs> Maybe there is, but I'm not going to pay for them. Artisan blown. <laughs> um well okay anyway but it goes back to the saying where you said we're not all right. supposed you, to be doing uh, it perfectly right everyone just needs to be making an effort an basically effort. and so I was thinking about that and I was thinking like you know the phrase zero waste I wish we weren't starting with that because I think that it yeah. freaks people out they're like I can never be zero waste and so then they they mm-hmm. stop before they even get started and I was thinking okay like if I were to tell someone what they should do to get started you know, be like, okay, maybe for the rest of the week, before you throw anything away, just ask yourself, could I reuse this? Mm -hmm. And the answer for a lot of that stuff is going to be no. But the answer for some of it might be like, yeah, actually, this tinfoil is not that dirty and I could just wipe it off and use it the next time. Or, you know, this, um, you know, those clamshell containers that salad greens come in, Mm -hmm. like you can reuse that for leftovers. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and like, you're not going to reuse it forever. You're maybe only going to get one or two more uses out of it before it gets weird. But that's one or two more times, especially my favorite thing is with Ziploc bags, like rinse that out, use it again. Mm-hmm. Because even if you can only get two or three more uses out of it, that's two or three Ziploc bags that you that you haven't thrown away. Right. And over the arc of your life, that really adds up. So just ask yourself like, and then the other hot tip that I heard yeah. was put a compost in your bathroom. Yes. We talked about that last year, last yeah. week. Yeah. Um, and then also getting, I think that the big like misconception and the thing that a lot of like zero or low waste people warn about is like, once you decide to do this, don't just go through your house and throw all the plastic away. Like that's counterproductive. Right. Just go through your house actually and look at everything you own. And think, okay, what can I do to maximize the life of everything I already have Right. before I bring more stuff and before I, like, use what you have till its bitter end before you replace it. But then when you do replace it, then try to make a more sustainable choice. Right. The thing that I can't stand either is 
the one thing that I can't stand is when I see full pieces of furniture or big things sticking out of people's trash bins. Part of me is like, right. can you just take, like, to me, that's one thing where you can you can take a small step by calling recycling places or looking mm-hmm. for, I don't know, a junk removal that will do something with the item as opposed to just throwing it into the landfill. Yeah. I don't know. I did. A, I use let go a lot, a lot for things that I just want to give away yeah. for free, but I want someone to come pick it up. Like we just got rid of like a water fountain that we weren't using and someone came and got it. So that's really good. What do you do? The thing that drives me nuts that I buy that I really want to get out of this habit is candles because I don't like the throwing away tossing of the container they come in. Like how do you recycle if it's like a glass candle? Like when the candle's done. You can done, recycle glass. I know, but you have to like, don't they make you like scrape all the wax out? Like if you can't. Yeah. So you can, you can boil it out. How do you do that? Like you put, put it the in actual candle glass. in a, like in a pot. Yeah. So what you'd want to do is you'd want to like, it's kind of tricky because you don't want the mat, the wax to like melt and get in your pot. Right. But yeah, so you can boil it out. You can learn about this on Pinterest too. Okay. There's a lot of things, ways to do it, but you just yeah put it in a you can recycle the glass so essentially you want to look for glass containers right right glass containers or aluminum aluminum okay yeah like a lot of candles come in you know little aluminum things yeah or um find them in the the like ceramic yeah ones and then you can reuse those ceramics for like little plants or like i have a ceramic one that i got most of the wax out of and then instead of like being overly concerned about getting every single piece of wax out, I just lined the bottom with like some parchment paper and now it holds pencils. Oh, great. So you can also so like kind of find a use for it that's like, if this had a little bit of wax in it, it's not really going to ruin my day. Exactly. Okay. I like that. I like that tip. I think that's like, and I think we talked about this several weeks ago, maybe on Girls Gone Wild about showering and the fact that like I as a human being don't feel the need to be like squeaky clean all the time I also feel that way about my belongings like I like my house to be tidy but if something's a little bit messy like I don't mind reusing stuff if it's if it's a little bit dirty and I think that's the other thing that we need to get away from as a culture and as a society is this thought that like if something has fell on the floor or if something has already been used then it can't be reused because it's not safe like that's really not true if it's you know I, I can't make that state like a blanket statement because obviously if it's had raw meat in it or something like you wouldn't want to just oh, like sure. throw some carrot sticks in there and go about your day <laughs> but, like, <laughs> but like Might for the most part later but it's right. fine it's fine just some, just a little e coli it's no big deal <laughs> uh, makes you stronger just a little <laughs> just a little but i think just as a culture um, in america we really aren't willing to use things that look used and yeah, we need to get away from that. You so know, true. we need to like, that's, like, I think one of the biggest cruxes of our consuming problem is that you, once something starts to look like it has wear and tear, instead of cleaning it, fixing it, taking it and seeing what else can be done, you just throw it away and get a new one. Right. And I mean, that applies to everything from clothes to purses to every, you know, but it also applies to these items that we use like bat, like Ziploc bags that it's not that dirty. Like, just rinse it out. You know, it had a piece of cheese in it or something or it had right. a sandwich in it. Like, you can easily rinse that stuff out. Yeah. The other anyway. thing that I, that drives me nuts and maybe someone can write us or you know is throwing away... You can't, like, donate underwear or socks, really, like, if there's holes in them. Okay, so... Okay. Here's, a, here's an option that you can have. Okay. Have we talked about TerraCycle? 
No. So Terra Cycle, T-E-R-R-A Cycle, is a company. They're ba- they started in Australia, but now they have they're in the U.S. and I think they're in a lot of other places where you can go online, and it's not it's not free. It's like anywhere from fifty to a couple hundred dollars, depending on the quantity and what the item is. Okay. But they'll send you a box or a bag, depending on you know how much. And then you send the thing back to them and they'll recycle it. And so they have a clothing one. Oh, awesome. And okay. so if you're really so worried about that. they'll recycle your clothing. They will recycle you your will clothing. Not, that you cannot donate right. or fix. Or fix. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they'll recycle it. And it's not free. So you have to, you know, just I'm fine with suck that. that up. I would way rather pay instead of throwing right, it in the trash. Going, I feel yeah. so horrible when I throw stuff in the trash. I'm like, ah, where does this go? Yeah. Okay. So you can do that. Um, you know, and so I'm laughing it as over we're time. talking because I'm like, I could Google this probably. Yeah. But most people, aren't, <laughs> but I don't but, think about it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So here I, I'm here to, to guide you, you. In, in your ways. Yeah. Anyway. So yeah, we'll keep updating with some more sustainability tips throughout the year. I, like I just, it. I know my hope is that if people who are listening can adopt like just one of these, just one little thing, think about it. Be great. Yeah. I use a plastic bag this week. I've been thinking a lot about it, especially when I went to target and I'm very tempted to buy, like I see cute clothes, but I'm like, no fast fashion, fast fashion, fast fashion. I mean, I, of course I'm not going to just like, yeah, I, I think about it and I think that's what the most important thing is. Okay. I will say also that I have not bought new clothes since November. I've only bought them on Poshmark. Oh, nice. Or I, I went to a thrift store once. I hated it, but mostly on Poshmark. And I've gotten some really good stuff. Like I just got this cute Patagonia jumpsuit. I got a, um, a different jumpsuit from Anthropology for a work thing. I got a really nice blazer. Like they have really nice stuff. Oh, and then I found out, I didn't know this. I have the ThreadUp app. Yes. Have you heard of ThreadUp? Oh, yeah. Did you know that you just send them your clothes and they like consign them for you? No. Yeah. Oh my God, that's so brilliant. You, yes, so that's what, how ThreadUp does their thing. I just, I don't use that app enough for it to have like dawned on me that like, how do they get them all on these exact same mannequins and like style all the shots so the same. So you send it to them and then if you, they don't end up using it, do they just donate it? They recycle it. Oh, it's brilliant. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to, I'm gonna, we're going to have to outreach uh, ThreadUp and ask them to sponsor this show because Seriously, we should get we all of them. Okay. And and they take like, depending on the item, it explains all of it. You don't get a lot back but you can get you know several that. dollars about, right, like knowing that it's going yes, somewhere that's not for sure like for a sure. warehouse a goodwill and that's the other thing is like with goodwill there and you know salvation army there's so many stories out there right now about like you know stop donating your crappy clothes to salvation army because they just end up on a pallet somewhere right in china right. and you know and so this is a little bit more visibility into the supply chain of what happens once you give your clothes to them they take the really, really nice stuff, they resell it, and then the stuff they can't use, they recycle. They recycle. I love this. Okay, I love this. Okay, last question, because I have been sitting on this for so long. What recommendations would you have for my wedding dress? Because I'm not going to use it, and I want to give it to someone or Okay, so there is a, I don't know the name of it, and someone who's listening is like yelling the name of it right now. There is a nonprofit out there that takes wedding dresses and turns them in. Have you heard about this? gowns, yeah, for the babies. For babies. So you can do that for like babies who've passed away. So Mm -hmm. you can do that. The other thing that you can do, you know, is just like, if you think you might want to give it to your niece one day or something, right. I don't know. That's a good point. You could have it cleaned and pressed and put in a box. That's a really good point. It's just been in my closet. I have actually, I'm on the waiting list for that website that you just mentioned. There's thousands of people donating their dresses. So they, yeah, they have fair. like a lot of supply. But um, if anyone else has great recommendations or you need a size eight wedding dress. 
It's a little halter tab. You never, a little halter tab action. You uh, can certainly email me. Um, that's really funny. Wouldn't that be funny? Like if it was all of a sudden like the sisterhood of the traveling pants, but it was the oh sisterhood of the GGW yes. slash Joy and Claire traveling dress. Okay. Can we end on a really fun voice memo? This is yes. from Jen. And I love the title of the subject line. It says, felt cute, might delete later. <laughs> hey, Joy and Claire. This is Jen from New York. Uh A couple of weeks ago, I actually don't remember the context of this conversation, but you were talking about um, women like kind of putting themselves down on their looks when getting like their hair or makeup done or something. Um, And I wanted to share because I used to be a makeup artist. I worked with, worked, past tense, with MAC Cosmetics for four years. I started my own business and did uh, freelancing for weddings. And that's kind of like what got me through grad school. Um, and I used to deal with that a lot and it is insane how normal it is for women to put themselves down and not accept compliments. And, um, the way I would always kind of do it is, you know, I, I always like kind of fall in love with a face when I'm doing that person's makeup, because like you really like get to see what makes each person unique and beautiful and special. Um, and anytime I give a woman a compliment, um, it would always be like, oh, like I'd be like, oh, you have pretty eyes. And we, oh, no, my eyes are too big or my eyes are too close together. Or, my eyes are too far apart. <clears throat> and I actually started a policy that I even ended up writing in my contract at one point because like not only is it sad that, you know, it's normal for women to talk about themselves and each other this way, um, but also because, you know, it's kind of emotionally exhausting to have to like deal with that with every single client when you're dealing with like multiple clients in a row especially when it's like, you know, should be the most joyous day of their lives, um, that I ended up writing in my contract that uh, there was a $5 fee for every time you insulted yourself because, you know, it's not okay. And, you know, whenever I told clients about that, they would kind of chuckle and, you know, be, um, you know, kind of like self-deprecating about it. But like, everybody got it. Everybody understood. And everybody, like, I never had a client have a negative reaction. And I, by the way, I never actually charged anybody. It was just kind of more of like a, you know, like, yo, don't do this type thing. But it's just, uh, you know, women, when you point it out, like, hey, I just gave you a compliment and you immediately rejected it. Or, hey, like, we're sitting down and, you know, we're enhancing what you already have. Like, the fact that so many people just immediately go to, I'm not good enough, I'm not pretty enough, uh, and, that, and that it's so accepted, and so normal to say that kind of stuff is wild. And I just wanted to share that. Um, I haven't had my coffee yet, and I'm feeling very... So if, I, if none of this makes sense or if I'm just rambling, sorry. But love what you guys do. Love the podcast. First time, long time. Have a good day. I love first time, long time. Oh, my gosh. So my cute. No, that's, that's so crazy. Cute. Though, like I Okay, so here's your homework. Reuse a plastic bag this week. And accept a compliment about yourself this week. Yes. I think that it's so hard. We And it's it's awkward. We don't, especially for people who, you know, everyone in the age group really listening to this, like most likely your mom never did that either. Like if someone said, oh, you look beautiful. She'd go, oh, this old thing. You know, like totally. that we always kind of, but like we never really had that modeled, most of us. And so, you know, if somebody gives you, gives you a compliment, just say, thank, thank you. You. Mm-hmm. you know, like people will say, like, you know, say you get a compliment. Let's use some examples. Hey, yes. I love your sweater. Thank you so much. I love it too. Yeah. Like so I got straightforward. the new, I, got, I did get a new pink sweater last week and See? everyone was like, that's so bright. It's so beautiful. And I was like, thank you. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Just thank you. Or like, I, yeah. 
I like whatever the case may be, whatever it is, whatever people appreciate about you, yeah, just accept it, it and say, th- you know, thank you so much. It means a lot that you say that, or that just means a lot to me to hear that. Yeah. And then that makes the person that's giving you the compliment also feel better. So if you really have a hard time with this, think this as doing a favor for yes. the complimenter yes. that you are graciously accepting their compliment. Thank you so much. It, it feels really great to hear that. Thanks. It me- it means a lot to hear that. Thank and you so much. A- I love it too. Yeah. Just, thank you so thank you that's so nice like yeah. just whatever but I I love what she pointed out too first of all I loved I loved MAC makeup was like my first love when I was getting into the makeup world but the first MAC was in Scottsdale and I lived in Mesa Arizona and Scottsdale was really far I had to drive so far it was like a whole day trip just to go to MAC and I was so excited and I used my own little saved up money to buy makeup good memories in the MAC store but I love what she said about how exhausting it is on the receiving end to just be like you're kind of like when you say a compliment and someone turns it down and you're kind of like uh, then you've kind of feel obligated to be like Regina George her friends were like oh my god no you're so pretty oh my god you're so skinny you don't need to lose weight (laughs) just that's exhausting. Yeah, no one's like, going to be do like, that. so you agree. You think, you think you're, you're really, really pretty. pretty. Yeah. We're not in Mean Girls. People are going to, we're, we're past that. And if somebody does, like, I you, like, then just eye them right back and be like, <laughs> you're the one who said it, crazy person. <laughs> you're the one who gave me the compliment and I'm going to take it whether you like me to or not. Okay. <sighs> All right, guys. That was a lot. That was that a was lot. lot. And it's and it's a Monday evening. I should be so exhausted, but I think I was just all mm-hmm. fired up. I had all these bottled emotions of things we needed to talk about. So it's all good stuff. So if you... I'm glad we were able to get the Jen yeah, and Brad thing you, off your I chest. I mean, really needed to get that off our chest. So no, listeners, okay, I know a lot of you guys are old school listeners. You've been following us for a long time. Make sure that you're subscribed to wherever you get your podcasts and share it with a friend if you think that they would like our show. Leave us a rating Wherever you listen to your podcast, preferably if you do listen on Apple, just you can just click the five stars. You don't even have to leave a sentence. Just do whatever and you can. One of the best ways that you can support us is to take a screenshot of whatever you're listening on right now and go and share it on your Instagram stories yes. and tag us. Tag us. And, you know, write a little thing like loving this episode because that really just helps get the word out about our podcast, helps get, you know, we we reshare those on ours. We love to see them. We love to know who's listening. Let us leave us a little note about where you're listening. If right. you're in the car in Indiana, if you're on a jog in Minneapolis, probably not a jog in Minneapolis. If you're on a jog in San Diego, <laughs> if you're in a hot tub in Minneapolis, whatever it is that you are doing and wherever you are, please let us know because we love hearing about where you guys are hearing us. It's just yeah. it's really fun for us to be like, oh. That's really I'm, great. I'm driving in a car in San Francisco right now with oh, I David. I love it. Yes, I love it. I love it so much. It's, it really means the world to us. So thank you guys for the years of supporting our podcast. And if you're new, welcome. We are really glad to have you. And we're going to keep podcasting. So hope you like us. We've got you. Okay, so where can everybody follow us? Um, well, first of all, don't forget to support our sponsor, Ned. That is helloned.com. Discount code GGW. That is a throwback to our old podcast. I know there's a lot out there in hemp and CBD, guys. I work in that space. I live in hemp and CBD world right now. There's a lot of uncertainty with FDA. There's a lot of uncertainty with regulations. So we are here to tell you that Ned is legit. They're legit. So go if you are wanting to try CBD, if you have not tried it yet, or if you were tried it and loved it, but just want a product that you can really, really believe in. Go to Ned, get their stuff. And read it their story. Legit. Le- read their story. They're yeah. super interesting guys. They have a great story. All their stuff, most of their hemp is grown in Colorado. 
It's wonderful. Go check it out. You won't be Um, disappointed. You will not be disappointed. You can find us at joyandclaire.com. We are joyandclaire underscore on Instagram. We are Joy and Claire. This is Joy and Claire on Facebook. I never forget. I always forget. This is Joy and Claire on Facebook. We are Joy and Claire on Twitter. Email us. This is Joy and Claire at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. Rate, review, subscribe, share. Go outside right now and just yell, I love Joy, I love Claire, Joy so much. Claire. And then play this song because here's your dance party song. Ready? Like we do it.